Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. Glad you're with us this week, John Morris. Katie Smith and so much going on, right? Like we had, so much we had going on. Such the list of potential guests for the Sikkim podcast this week. Yes, because so many people are playing, so many people are at the end of their season, starting new seasons. This is the the crossover season that everyone mm, in college tell athletics me about it. talks about, and who knows better about crossover season and the opportunities and also challenges at times <laughs> than our very own Aaron Bean, our associate AD for strategic marketing and fan engagement. Aaron, thank you for taking the time to join us. Thank you for the opportunity. There it is. That's I love that. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. And Aaron just ran in here from another meeting to record from us. And I'm sure you're running out of here to another meeting. It, it is a little hectic right now. It is very hectic right now, but it is an awesome opportunity yeah. to showcase our student athletes and everything that Baylor has to offer in the next few months. Isn't it fun? I mean, there is so much going on. I mean, basketball is still going strong, and our outdoor mm-hmm. sports, spring sports, all of them are going, getting going. You know, I think we started tennis in January, so that was truly the yeah. beginning of crossover mm-hmm. season. And then now that opening days, we had two really successful opening weekends for baseball and softball last weekend. Really record attendance, sold out crowds um, when we beat the number one team yeah. um, at softball. And then a great crowd uh, for Mitch Thompson's opening weekend. So it's been a lot of fun. I think um, I have a very young team, and I think they really thrive off seeing our fans and seeing their excitement and being there. We've had a lot of families coming through at our outdoor mm-hmm. events. Um, then acrobatics and tumbling is back. Yeah. And, you know, those seven-time national champions <laughs> oh, yeah. got a tough job to really kind of get people excited about them, I tell you. <laughs> <Man. And> <laughs> tough. Tough. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst to have to, you know, promote such outstanding teams. Yes. Oh, I love that. It, it's really fun. Uh, do you – I mean, you're right in the middle of it, promoting these. A lot of promotion comes ahead of time. Then yeah. we get there, and there's in-game stuff. I mean, do you ever just sit down and, and watch yeah, an event, that's a good watch question. a game? So I will say my team's awesome, and this year I actually have had the opportunity to just go to an event. Good. My husband comes, and we just sit there, and we really take it in. Mm. Um, I It's difficult for me to not sit there and take some notes yeah. on some <laughs> things yeah. that we could potentially right. improve upon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's been a lot of fun. We've really added some awesome elements this year from our new DJ to new PAs across a couple different sports. And so it's been um, a unique opportunity for us to see where we were last year at this time. And I think we talked about it preparing for Baylor Bowl last weekend of just the building blocks and trying to get 1% better and to kind of see where we are a year later and just how different things are. And we've yeah. taken a lot of risks. Some mm-hmm. have paid off. Some we have learned from. Um, but it's been a lot of fun to just kind of see the team's growth and then the appreciation of our fans um, yeah. as well. Yeah, you mentioned your team and kind of talk a little bit about there's so much going on. How do you guys kind of divvy up all those responsibilities to create all these promotions at, I mean, truly, there is something going on from a marketing fan engagement standpoint at every single game. 
Yeah, so we try to have one person from fan engagement dedicated to each sport. So that doesn't mean we have 19 uh, people. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would be great. We have four, and they're all awesome. Um, and so they're really focused on the in-venue elements. And then I have the strategic side of Cody Soto, who does our um, social media, and then Michaela Sullivan, who really kind of spearheads our basketball efforts. And so they're looking at it from a digital standpoint, from advertising to social media to what are you hearing, what are you seeing um, on the video board, and really kind of a collective there. We start probably six months prior to the first game um, is when our marketing plans start to come together. And it's so much more than just, hey, free tickets here, free tickets there. We really want to have the experience of the second you close your door and you're walking into the venue, what are you seeing? What are you experiencing? Um, and then the second you come into the door, what are you smelling? What is our concession stands partners doing? And then you come into the venue, what are you hearing? What are you seeing from the PA to the DJ to even if it is a smaller crowd, you know, at Ackerbone Tumbling, you can hear the girls cheering, you can hear the team kind of warming and counting and, and just really how can we make that in-venue experience something that you want to come back to and then again when you're leaving. So that's all the things that we focus on. Um, it's definitely a daunting task, yeah. but it's something we're up for. What I appreciate about most um, of this team is, right, social media can be a little truth-telling yeah. at times. Not always the most fun to uh, read, but mm. everyone takes it in stride. And I think because of the feedback that we receive, we're able to provide a better product the next time a fan comes to a game. Yeah, cool. that's a really great point. You mentioned Michaela Sullivan. I have to share this story about your team, and I feel like it's reflective of the work that you guys do. But I was at a men's basketball game a couple weeks ago, and sitting to my right was this four-year-old little boy from Dallas, and it was his first Baylor game Aww. ever. And so I should have thought of this, like, early on in the game, but I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, he all, all game he's trying to stand up, catch a T-shirt – to no avail. It was right. sad to watch. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to text Michaela. And Michaela probably had a million things going on on her plate. And she came all the way up to us in the stands, brought a t-shirt and the kid was so excited. That's so great. That's, that's just awesome. what you guys do. You guys yeah. make memories and you make kids dreams come true. We're really trying. You know, Equestrian, a few weeks ago, we had our first Cub Club event at an Equestrian meet. And we had probably one of the largest crowds we've ever seen in an equestrian wow. meet. We had pony rides. We had inflatables. I mean, wow. it was massive um, and just really awesome to see. And someone had driven up from Austin that day. It was a Baylor alum, no sports connection, but her daughter mm. had just started riding horses. So they wanted to come and see what it was. And she had the best experience. She said, we will definitely be back to another equestrian meet. And that's just truly our goal is how can we turn a – um, a fan that may be coming or just passing through into a loyal Baylor family member. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's great. And you are so intentional and you work mm -hmm. so hard at it. I mean, I wish people could see how hard you all work to make it a great fan experience. Part of that is also like Noah, you mentioned Noah. He was with us on the trip to play yes. uh, basketball at Kansas and at Kansas State. And uh, how much of that is a part of what you do? Kind of seeing what other schools yeah. do. Yeah, so um, – imitation is the best form of flattery. <laughs> um, and so we are really, our coaches have really bought into, and so I'm so grateful to Coach Drew and Coach Colin who have taken, you know, our members with them onto road games to atmospheres that they feel are kind of really the toughest to play in because yeah. that's what we want to be creating. And so that is a part of our job is we want to know what others are doing. Um, I will brag on our team a little bit. <laughs> um, during that Kansas State game, they went lights out for the first time, and they learned that from us when they came to our venue. Really? We were the ones oh. that Oh, that's great. Out. And then TCU is also exploring that same option. They've reached out to us as well. So yeah. it's cool to kind of go and see what others are doing and yeah. bring back small pieces and see what's applicable to Baylor. Um, but it's also cool to then go and see, hey, you stole that from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the lights cool. out thing. Are there other certain kind of 
whether it be a niche promotion that we did for the first time or things that you've seen um, other schools that you're like, yeah, that, that was our thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily ours because so many schools do a yeah, lot of different versions fair. of it, but I think what's unique is how Baylor puts their spin on it, right? Mm. We, we do have a unique venue. We do have a unique opportunity as Baylor to spread that Christian mission and to prepare champions for life. So I love our faith and family nights there. It's something that mm. is unique to Baylor um, that we do kind of have a worship post match or post game. And that's not something you get to see everywhere um, that we do. That's unique to Baylor. Yeah. That's really cool. Great. What's your uh, sports background? Ooh, so, I love this. <laughs> um, I volleyball up, in your background. Yes, right? I was a student athlete at Junietta College. Nice. Um, in high school, I went to a very small school and played volleyball, basketball, and ran track. I always joke, especially now in Texas, I don't know how people do any kind of outdoor sports. <laughs> I needed the climate control for That's sure. So fair. So fair. Um, and so, but I actually grew up, uh, my dad was the score clock operator for basketball at Clarion University. My mom was a gymnastics coach at Clarion University. So mm. I grew up very immersed um, in the collegiate athletic space. And my brother is actually the associate head coach at Allegheny College for oh, men's wow. basketball. So Athletics kind of runs in the family. Yeah, yeah. Sure. very nice. Was the dream job growing up always, I also want to work in sports? What what kind of led you to sports marketing? So um, I actually started in communications when I was in college my freshman year. Volleyball season ended, and we were at Division three. so student-athletes had the opportunity to work other sports events, and our SID at the time was looking for someone to keep book. <laughs> I knew how to keep book there for basketball, go. and so there that's how is. I got in. And it's funny, um, Pete Lafrain, he actually tried to talk me out of becoming a sports information person. He huh. was just like, you, you don't want to do this, Aaron. And I was like, are you kidding me? I get to sit and just go to all the games <laughs> and just watch and keep stats. This is the greatest job ever. Um, that's funny. And so that's kind of how I got at my niche was I started in communications and then kind of made the transfer to external at uh, Division Two called St. Louis University, and then God put me here. Very that's, good. Yeah, so that's the story. What was that? You talked about the path that got you here. What was the draw to come to Baylor? You know, I think I was really looking for a change. Um, Division Two is very hectic. Um, it's a lot of work with very small people, or not very small people, excuse me, <laughs> with a very small workforce. People of normal size. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we had just gone through COVID, and the Division Two landscape, as much as the Division One landscape is changing, the Division Two is kind of at, at a crossroads, you know, how do they continue to stay afloat? And so um, I was looking for positions. I was working at a faith-based institution, so... When I saw a position open up at Baylor, I was like, heck yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, I can spread the word and yeah. still be involved in college athletics. No brainer. That's that awesome. Yeah. We've talked before you and I about yeah. how at Division Two you wear so many different hats. Yeah. So how do you kind of feel like those experiences have helped, has, have helped you here where hopefully you're wearing less hats, but yes. I still know you wear a lot. Yeah. I think um, I'm a very empathetic person, mm -hmm. and so I have a better understanding of kind of what goes into everybody's job. Um, that does not mean by any means I know it all, but I kind of try to lead with a little bit of grace and understanding of it's not just as easy as, you know, getting another table, and it's yeah. not just as easy as a last-minute request to fulfill a graphic design or something like that. And so I do try to, having had to wear so many hats and oversee so many things, I just kind of know what really goes into it. Um, and so I try to give a little bit of grace and I also try to show a lot of praise because it is no small task. You know, this weekend 
we're going to allow fans to stay in the arena right between both basketball games. And to the fans, that's just like, oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Well, that means more staffing. That means we need to have something on the video board to keep you engaged. That means we need to have concession stands there. Like, there's so many pieces that go into that decision that when we're having those conversations, it's not just a, oh, yeah, let's do that. It's, okay, let's make sure we're, we're covered and we're not spreading our staff even more thin than they already are. And how do we make sure that while we're fulfilling the fan cup, how are we keeping our staff at a manageable place? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, there's so much of that behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. you know, things, organization that fans don't really, you know, and probably shouldn't even know about or didn't, wouldn't care to know about. But what if fans have ideas and input? What's the best way for them to get that to you? Social media. I'm always on Twitter, so (laughs) feel free to tag me. Just call EB. I will not respond to all of them. (laughs) But, um, no, we're very in tune. You know, we look at the the blogger boards. We look at social media. We we follow. um, Like I said, sometimes it's a little tough to read that you're not loving every decision, but – we also came into the space knowing that no matter what decision I make, I'm not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, and so we really just kind of come in together as a group and say, what did you feel this weekend? Okay, let's look at how our fans felt this weekend. Was it truly a miss or is this a tradition that we're trying to establish? You know, Derek Smith, the voice of the Bears for women's basketball, <laughs> um, has talked a lot about when he first started doing, um, and that's another Baylor first down. Yeah. It took a long time for our fans to buy into it. Yeah. Our fans did not love it off the off the bat and you know it took a long time probably about two or three years he said and now I can't even imagine going to a Baylor football game and not having our fans yeah. you go on the road and you hear people going and that's yeah. another Baylor first down and so, that's so true. understanding that the initial feedback may not be great but are we building towards something greater that we do want to continue to kind of grind this one out and see if we can we can make it happen yeah yeah that's really interesting and then earlier when you're talking about how I love what you said JMO of the fans don't always know what all goes into it and that's kind of part of the magic right yes. all, yeah. all of us we just I mean we work here but all fans show up and they just kind of have this incredible experience but as don't, it should be as it should it be really and should that's be. what you guys are doing so when does does that maybe start like is it in the summer how far before a season are you guys starting to think through those types of things so I'm talking about fall 2023 in our footballs right now wow <laughs> um and, t- and kind of finalizing some contract and piece and talking about budget and what can we accomplish but then also with the unique piece of adding the pavilion next year Mm. we're all basketball season hasn't ended and we're talking about what we need to do for the pavilion so we're talking a year out but truly we get into the nitty-gritty about six months before the season starts is when marketing plans start to develop and then we try to have those finalized a minimum of two months out so we really dig in but the beauty of college sports i like to say is you may have the perfect playbook but then you got to pivot right Mm -hmm. and so what we came up with for basketball has already you know really grown and developed and so we call them working documents (laughs) Um, and so what it looked like on day one of basketball season I promise you looks very different than now because we do have to pivot and and kind of uh, accommodate what fans want but also what the teams want the teams may go to you know we got the lights out idea from Marquette men's basketball went Marquette went lights out and they came back and they're like we want to do this how can we make it happen and so that's how we explored the options and that was not in our marketing plan yeah yeah you mentioned the pavilion what are Mm -hmm. some things that fans maybe some specific features of the pavilion fans can be really excited about I think they can just be excited most of all about the atmosphere Mm -hmm. it's going to be loud you know we go to these other venues and we see the decibels up on the board and and you know the coaches come back and we're like we want it to be that loud (laughs) and um you know the feral is just so wide it just absorbs sound Mm -hmm. 
I think the other thing you can uh, expect to see is a lot more visual um, with the new cool video board that we've got on the yeah. end zone coming and ribbon boards and just a much more intimate experience. I also think it's going to shift kind of, you know, you go to games now and, and I'll be honest, it's difficult to find what you're looking for. Sometimes you want a stat and I'm like, hey, wait, is that corner board or is it that corner mm -hmm. board or wait, do I need the middle board? And, and you'll be able to really kind of the fan experience will be guided by the digital elements. And so I think that's something that will be really unique to Baylor. That's awesome. Aaron Bean, our guest, Associate AD for Strategic Marketing and Fan Engagement. Talk about a big weekend uh, coming up on the horizon, the Baylor Bold Weekend. Hey, I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wow. So, Aaron, Baylor Bold Weekend. Tell, tell us when it is. Tell us what it is. What can we see? Give us all of it. So, Baylor Bold Weekend was created last year, so we're back for year two. Baylor Bold is our um, in-game app, which means when you arrive, you can check into an event. You get points. There's awesome prizes. If you happen to miss a giveaway that you really wanted for volleyball season, we had luau shirts. We Those did put great. a couple of those on the Baylor Bold app. Unfortunately, Love they've all been claimed. Oh, um, but you missed it. <laughs> I bet Do if you, you would have asked. I don't. No. Do you? No, I don't. Well, okay. If then. you knew someone, <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. Um, this is our own fault. That's it's our right. own fault. So we are trying to get people to use the app, right, and check in and, and earn those points. So next weekend is a great opportunity because we have 13 events going on. Wow. Starts Thursday with equestrian and Sunday when we've got men's tennis, baseball, and softball going on. We've got basketball. And so when fans go, they can check in, get extra points. But then there's a punch card feature, mm. which Ooh. is if you check into at least two events per day, you'll have the opportunity to win a drawing with either a signed Baylor basketball with either Coach Drew or Coach Colin. Cool. We've got a baseball or bat with um, by Coach Thompson. Ooh. We've got some equestrian stuff coached, um, signed by Coach Maxwell and then some softball stuff by Coach Moore. So some little elevated prizes yeah. if you will. Yeah. Nice. But then Saturday's the big ticket, I'm in, I, big ticket item. We've got a big family fest tailgate going on. So from 1 to 5 o'clock. Um, so we've got men's basketball at 11. You can leave the basketball game. Go check out baseball softball. Ham, hang out at the family tailgate and then make your way back over to the Farrell Center for the West Virginia game at 5 o'clock. So both basketball games are senior days so we want to celebrate our senior yeah. class um, at both events and so it'll just be a really great day to keep fans on campus keep them engaged um, and be able to explore so many different venues if you have a ticket to men's or women's basketball you get into baseball softball free Ooh. on saturday yeah. so that's great you can just kind of pop in and out um and just really an opportunity to showcase all of our sports that are going on and make it fun for the family. Wow. What a weekend. Huh? Honestly, I know what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> so that tailgate will be right over kind of in the parking lot by softball and It'll baseball? Be, yeah, so right, right in, in the between. green area outside the Baylor ballpark. Okay. Um, and there will be face painters, balloon guys. We've got Bruiser and Marigold will be there. Just oh, a yeah. really fun opportunity That's for the family. Awesome. We've got food trucks coming. Oh, man. So just a great space to hang out um, and enjoy the beautiful weather. 
I know some beard boys and well-born boys and girls <laughs> that are going to be there. They for have sure. plans. Oh, yeah. No, they will be there. And as part of that, tell us about the Sneakerhead promotion. Yes, yeah, so Sneakerhead is this weekend. Donation, really. Yes, and so if you come to the game and that's you donate. Weekend. That's this weekend. Okay. You donate a pair of shoes. You'll be entered in to win a custom pair of sneakers. Ooh. And we're talking green and gold, I've Nike. Yeah, they're pretty Ooh, intense. But uh, the thing I think fans don't know is they will actually be able to be customized to your size. Whoa. So you're not just winning any random pair of you're shoes. You're not just put them on, putting them on your shelf. You're wearing right, you're wearing You're jogging those. in them. Oh, my goodness. I'm so So you excited. won't get them the day of because they have to be custom right, made for you. Right. But if you win, you'll give us your size and you'll have a uh, brand new pair of custom Bailey How sneakers. Great is that, that is very cool. Yeah. Yes. And basketball doubleheaders, really, I mean, as we record this on February 22nd, basketball doubleheaders each of the next two weekends. Yes. Right? Yes. Last four games for both of our teams. So, uh, like we talked about earlier, if you come to the men's game, we will not be clearing the arena. Your ticket is good to stay for the women's game. So, two for one. Really doesn't get any better to see two awesome teams compete. You know, they've got a big postseason coming up, Big 12 Championships, NCAA Tournament. And so, I think at this moment, they're all looking for a little bit of momentum. And what better to give momentum than the Baylor family? So, they'll be able to do that. And then, same thing will be next Saturday, March 4th. A lot header. of good things to see. Erin, you mentioned all these games, and you talked earlier about how you and your husband will watch, but you still consider yourself a fan, even in the role that you're in. You know, I like to think of myself as a Baylor fan. My husband is a Baylor super fan. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the scores, the really? team. Oh, my gosh. This, uh, he's great. And That's so it's, awesome. it makes it fun when we both go to watch the games because he'll be telling me, you know, well, this guy averaged this many points last game, <laughs> and I can't wait to see him. Or, um, you know, we go out to equestrian. He's very, you know, equestrian savvy now. Now, mm. as um, he should be. As he should be, yes. And so uh, it's really been a lot of fun to just kind of go to all of the events. And um, I like to think of myself as the biggest cheerleader because I also <laughs> work with the sport program so yeah. or the spirit program. So I'm cheering yeah. them on as well. But wow. it just, it's a lot of fun. I love that. So equestrian savvy, and that is because of your role as sport program administrator for equestrian, yes. another one of our programs that is really part of this huge crossover season. But yes. tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities in that role look like. So um, I'm the administrative liaison um, for the student athletes, for the coaching staff. Um, but I think for me, I, I really appreciate just getting to work with the student athletes. They're my why. When mm -hmm. you ask people why they get into athletics, they always have different answers. And for me, I had such a unique experience as a Division three student athlete that it's my goal to provide the ultimate student athlete experience for all of our student athletes. So getting to work with them has been awesome. I like to think of myself as a problem solver um, and so getting to kind of act as that person and, and be that support um, I also say I'm their biggest cheerleader <laughs> um, but no it's been a lot of fun coach Maxwell and her entire staff are outstanding people yeah. and just really kind of the salt of the earth and so getting to work with them and and kind of walk alongside them in their challenges and in their strengths and then preparing for nationals and big 12s it's it's been a lot of fun I've really enjoyed it that's really cool what a what an awesome program. And like you said, their leadership is incredible. So to yeah. get to work with those people every day, I bet is so rewarding. Very cool. And am I right? Didn't Equestrian have a Go Gold event? They sure did. Yeah. They did. Ever So all of our teams this year are having a Go Gold event. Every I love that. Yeah. Uh, so fun. It's been a big thing this year that we've really been trying to unite the fans in kind of a, sol a solid color, right? We talked about it over the summer. We saw it Oklahoma State at the Big 12 Championship last year when they are in 2020. 
2021. I don't even remember. Thank you. Um, And they were just so bright orange. Um, And so we've really been trying to follow that trend. So we have women's tennis, baseball, track and field, softball, and men's tennis, go gold events left. Um, And so you can find those dates online. But the biggest thing is when you come, we're giving you gold gear. We heard you loud and clear. Our Mm -hmm. fan base wants more gold gear. We're working with all of our vendors to get more premium items. But if you come to those games, you're going to get a rally towel. You're going to get a palm. We're going to make sure that you feel, if you come to softball, you're going to t-shirt. We're going to make you feel like it is truly an event to wear gold. Our women's basketball fans have been the best. They won so far of who has been the best go gold turnout. Women's basketball was awesome. Men's basketball was a close second, which was awesome to see because we did initiate this in the summer. So our fall sports had kind of the momentum of that announcement. So it was awesome to see in our winter sports where it just was kind of like, yep, this is the date to actually see that, that shift from previous years. And your plan to have the Go Gold event as, for most sports, their first conference yes. home event. Okay. I think that's great. I mean, yeah. that's genius. That's what, That way you can plan ahead. You can look at the schedule. Oh, this one's going to be the Go Gold. Exactly. So that's truly, we want fans to come to expect it. We want them to understand. We want them to know where it is. So it always would be the first Big 12 conference home opener. Um, and then next year, as we look forward, we kind of want to expand upon it. We want to be able to say, hey, we have a huge game coming up. We want everyone in gold and for them to have be able to turn out but in order to do that we have to build this expectation of go gold and so that was really kind of this was year one we've really laid the groundwork um you know i'm gonna get on my soapbox a little bit here (laughs) please do we see our schools like michigan mizzou iowa all have gold outs and it's a hundred percent it is you know you look at the big house, you look at all these football stadiums and fans like to say, well, I bet they gave, you know, T-shirts out. Yeah. I promise you they did not give out yeah. 110,000 T-shirts. <laughs> right. I promise you. And so there is buy-in from fans. I was at West Virginia this year for football. It was not a full stadium, but they did a stripe and it was blue and gold. And the gold was just as strong as really? the blue. And yeah. so I think we're getting there. I think we're building some momentum. But um, I also hear our fans, we need more in the yeah. market. And so we're working We're working very hard behind the scenes. Our director of licensing, Courtney Scrivano, is working really closely with our partners. It's coming. The supply chain, we've been working on it since last January. I promise you we will have more. Um, and so I think as we continue to build, the Go Gold initiative will remain a top priority. Nice. Yeah. The gold is not going anywhere. And so I'm like, if you're a Baylor fan, get on the bus. Get buy. on board. <laughs> like, yeah. it might not be the exact t-shirt. Co- I, I personally, I look a little bit better in green than gold personally. And I have bought a lot of gold recently because yeah. that's what we're going to do. And we want everyone yeah. to match. And so Very I cool. love that y'all are providing it. But Baylor Bookstore, more and more yes. options yeah. available yes. in gold. So that's really good. Well, this is fun. Thanks. Uh, Again, a busy time, and you're very busy. Thanks for spending some time with us. And Baylor Bold Weekend, March 2nd through the 5th. If folks want more information, they could get that uh, on our website, right? Yes, BaylorBears.com, fan engagement. We've got all the answers for you. Very good. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Very fun. Uh, I like the energy of Erin Bean. Isn't that great? I love the energy of Erin Bean. Isn't that great? Oh, and and her whole staff is that way, too. Yes, they are. Good leader. It's infectious. Very good. It really is infectious. Erin, we appreciate you and your... 
you know, the way you have experience, savvy, yeah. passion for college <laughs> athletics. All That's just things. great. Yeah, she it's does. very cool. Yes, you make the student-athlete experience so special. And so I, I still keep going back to that piece of, like, our student-athletes show up and fans are loud and fans are there and there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes to make it happen. Um, and Erin and her team do that. And it's just it. really, really special for our student-athletes. So thank you. Thank Thanks you for being with us. Aaron Bean, Baylor's Associate AD for Strategic Marketing and Fan Engagement. For Aaron and Katie, I'm John Morris. We appreciate you being with us on this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Athletics.